Growing Up Baby with Haley Zimak. Hi, and welcome to season three of Growing Up Baby. Thank you for listening. If you consume any type of mom content on social media, whether that's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, you'll likely recognize the voice of Shauna Lander, also known as Shauna the Mom. She's an actor, creator, and writer who channels all of those mom moments into hilariously relatable skits. The one you're about to hear is called When You Try to Speak After Having Baby. Wait, baby, you gotta take the bloopy thingy out. The thing, the thing in the middle, the air bubble thingy. The thing, the thing that makes it so he's not so gassy, the thing with the, the air bubble comes, the, the part in the middle, the, the colorful thing in the middle, it's like, it, but it comes, you got, you're washing the bottles wrong. Do you need a nap? I need about a thousand. Shauna, welcome. Um, I'm so excited to speak with you today. Your slogan, motherhood is funny. And you know what? <laughs> you're so right. It is. It's, it's, it's a lot of things and funny is one of them, isn't it? It is. It is. Motherhood is funny is sort of became my slogan because motherhood is funny in a lot of ways. Like it's hilarious because it's absurd. Um, and it's just so funny the way your perspective shifts and you had no idea the person you were going to become before being a mom. And then once you're a mom, it's just like, oh my God, you think back to who you were before all this madness. And it's just comical. It really is. Honestly, Shauna, if you would have told me two years ago that I would be hosting a parent-centered podcast you know, <laughs> with real lived experience and talking to other parents, I'd be like, are you crazy? I'm not even having a baby. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it's funny what happens, isn't it? It sure is. So, And by the way, you have a great radio voice. Thank you so much. Well, <laughs> you have a great voice as well. And uh, when I was scrolling, I think I first saw you on TikTok, but you're on Facebook as well. And Instagram, and I love your uh, your skits. So you do kind of like a a close up, usually a two person perspective. So you're the sometimes tired and overwrought mother, and then you're another character, and that could be, let's say, an overbearing mother in law. That mm -hmm. could be a clicky mom at the school that you're wondering <laughs> how to approach. It could be a well intentioned stranger or not so well intentioned stranger. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to ask you what inspires this content, and how much. Do you draw for your own experience as a mom of two? And then how much is just straight satire? Well, you know, the day to day, you never know what it's going to bring when you're a mom. Um, so a couple of my characters are definitely based in reality. And it, all of the uh, strangers approaching the mom and, and saying like a foot in mouth kind of a um, kind of a something that you would never want to actually say to another human if you were actually thinking about it. Mm -hmm. All of those characters, that's all sort of based in reality, stuff that has been said to me while I was pregnant or uh, that I overheard somebody saying to another pregnant woman or another woman uh, with a small child. And some of it is stuff that I used to think or that I used to say to people before before I was a little more aware. Yeah. Um, Can you give some examples of that? I recently did one where there was a woman uh, who approached a, a very heavily pregnant woman, uh, like say at the grocery store, and she asked, oh, how far along are you? And the pregnant woman says, I'm 37 weeks. And then the stranger says to her, oh, not long now cut to later on three weeks later in the video and the pregnant woman is very angry and she <laughs> approaches uh the stranger 
And the stranger goes, oh, I didn't expect to see you here, implying that I thought you'd have your baby by Mm -hmm. now. And the heavily pregnant woman says, any time now, in sort of like an angry, (laughs) vicious attack on this poor woman who was probably just excited for the heavily pregnant woman to become a mother and probably just, you know, trying to connect on that level. But being on the receiving end of that, when you become pregnant for some reason feels like everyone in the entire world takes it upon themselves to superimpose their own experiences onto your reality. For me, it was super confronting because it was like, let me experience this. You don't Mm -hmm. have to put all of your stuff on me. Like it's, it might not go like that for me. So that's one example of my real life sort of um, inspiring the art. Yeah, I know what you mean. And so what I found particularly jarring is, so I was living in in Toronto at the time when I was pregnant and it was, we were kind of, we were still in COVID, but coming out of it so I could be around and popping into stores or standing in massive lines and things like that. And I am a social person. I like connecting with strangers. It's happened to me my entire life. I will get full on life stories, you know, we'll become friends, whatever, whatever. Like it's, it's good, but I I love that. Thank you. But when I was pregnant, it's like, you're not always in the mood, you know what I mean? Or when you can see someone kind of like overtly staring at your stomach, asking intrusive questions, you know, and and maybe they're not even intrusive, but sometimes I'd be like, this is so exhausting. And it would stop me from even walking to the store because I just couldn't handle the looks. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. It really is um, like you're suddenly in a terrarium, you know, like you're suddenly on display. And uh, I always found it a little bit you just feel so vulnerable uh, mm. because it's like, you know, only the most important thing that has ever happened to you. And at the same time, like, like a massive shift in your consciousness of like your in your consciousness and in your identity, your perception of self. Um, and so for me, like I became pregnant. It was it was purposeful. I did it on purpose. And yet when I was pregnant, I was I didn't want to tell anyone I didn't want to be seen in public. It just felt like such a vulnerable thing to share the to share that with the world. Totally. Yes. I didn't make my own social media announcements for like months and months after, you know, oh, because I, was I feel you bracing for it. I remember I, I got induced and Ben and I popped into Starbucks and we were going to walk around Royal Botanical Gardens, right? Because that's what you do when you're like, I don't know. 59 weeks at this point. (laughs) Absolutely. We went on so many walks. Yes. And so I have like my hospital bracelet on. It's summer. I have a sundress on. I'm about to pop. And this guy walks out and he was like, congratulations. You look like you're going to have your baby tonight. And I was like, hey, I just might. Thanks. Got induced, you know, and it was like this complete and utter overshare. But I'm like, if you're going to shout something like that across me at the parking lot, have at it. Here's the information. Exactly. Yep. They are. They're softening my cervix right now. I'm glad you asked, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. What I really appreciate, though, is like at the heart of a lot of your videos, I feel is, you know, you do have these situations, but, and this, I guess, goes back to your slogan is like, motherhood is funny, right? So every time I watch some of your content, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be okay. There's this underlining, you got this mama, like you do what works for you, right? And I find that so empowering. I think that it comes back to 
that massive shift in identity and you're the only person who can wade through that. Um, and so you get all these outside perspectives, you get all the unwanted advice. It comes at you all, all, all the whole time at all stages, it just keeps coming. And, um, you kind of like muddle through and at some point sort of become a version of, the mother that you you are, I guess you just sort of become this different version of yourself who knows, or at least I did. And that is sort of the through point in everything that I do uh, is that you will make your way. Mm. And having somebody um, uh, say that to you with confidence, you know, with me, it's with comedy, but um, having somebody say that to you is helpful. It doesn't have to be the way that I've done it. It doesn't have to be the way that your mother did it or your sister is doing it or your friend is doing it or anyone else is doing it. Because if it works for you, then it works. If it works for your children, then it works. And we are all human. We are all individuals. And we are all way more alike than we are different. And so have confidence in the fact that you can put one foot in front of the other and figure this out. It will be okay. Speaking of feet, you have one skit that really resonated with me. And I think it's like an older woman being like, oh, your baby's not wearing socks or not wearing shoes. Huh. And you know what? Back in the day, Shauna, I might have looked at a little baby in the arms and thought, oh, wear your socks or your shoes. And now I know they don't <laughs> keep them on, do they? They do not. No, they do not. I really thought, I really thought before having children that I was going to be so put together and that my children were going to be so adorable, so precious with all of the the outfits. My children are feral and they have been feral from the moment they popped out. They rip those socks off the second they can. And then they put those feet in their mouth. Like it just, and now, now they're a bit bigger. They're seven and three now. Now they roll in the mud all day long. I mean, it just, you know, it's a good life though. They're having fun and that's they are having so fun. important. <laughs> what does it mean to you to have been able to build up such a community um, of empowering women. I'm sure you've been empowered as well. The support that you've received. It's just so on my heart to sort of open arms and envelop anyone who feels like they're having a hard time with motherhood or that they're afraid to become a mom or they're, you know, they're pregnant and they don't know what to expect. I just, I just want to open up my arms and and envelop everyone, bring everyone in for a big giant group hug because yeah, girl, been there and we are in it together. Like it, we can, we can and should be supporting each other. We can and should be arm and in, in arm. That's, that's my ultimate goal. And building this platform, I didn't even know I was doing that really. I just was posting videos that I thought was funny. And then it began resonating with people. And I began being like, oh my gosh, of course, of course, this is, um, this is, you know, how I feel and how everyone feels. And it, and it just became so apparent from the comments that, that people were sort of starved for this kind of validation. People felt sort of isolated, especially going through COVID and didn't realize that everyone else was feeling like this too. And it just, it's really a battle cry at this point. And Hot Mom Summer um, was just this event that I created because there are a bunch of moms on TikTok is TikTok is where they're on all the platforms, but TikTok is where I met them. A bunch of moms who have built platforms 
they're mom creators. They are moms simply sharing their truths as well. And so I was like, let's just get a bunch of us in a room so all of our followers can come and we can all group hug <laughs> and we can all share stories, build each other up and, and feel a sense of like camaraderie and sisterhood. I really think that motherhood should be a sisterhood. And then very unexpectedly, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I had um, about 200,000 followers on TikTok at the time and maybe about, um, gosh, I think maybe like 15,000 or maybe 20,000 on Instagram. And there was one day that I couldn't post a skit because I had to go get a mammogram. I had felt something in my in my breast. And so I, I just posted a little video that said, hey, no skit today. I'm going to go get a mammogram, <laughs> you know, squeeze yeah. your girls. I really didn't think it was anything. Even my OB was like, I think it's probably just cystic changes with your period. Um, and so I really did not expect anything. And then, you know, I went for the mammogram and they were like, oh, we need to biopsy this. And then, so that was a little more concerning. So I was like, here's an update, but not really an update. They're sending me for a biopsy. And then when I went for the biopsy, people wanted another update, you know, and it just sort of became... Um, now I was sharing with my community that like, hey, I have been diagnosed with breast cancer. And then uh, if you followed me back then, this was in 2021. And then I I went through chemotherapy and a double mastectomy. And, um, you know, I lost all my hair, went all bald and everything. And this community of moms who were used to me posting funny content that made them feel seen and validated, all of a sudden were seeing me and validating me through like the hardest thing that I have ever gone through. Now I'm going to cry, girl. It was, I mean, talk about community. Moms know how to take care of their own, you know? Mm -hmm. And it really felt like I just had um, an army of moms like all across the world that were sending me good juju. <laughs> And well wishes and sweet thoughts and we're following my my journey through. And it was so empowering to know that so many people were wishing me well in the same way that I had wished them well when they were going through that those hard, you know, early few months. That's amazing. We you mentioned before about how when you're pregnant, you feel so vulnerable. Was there vulnerability in sharing that breast cancer story as well? And 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 how has that turned into strength? Interestingly, uh, I didn't feel very vulnerable. Well, you know what? No, I take that back. Yes, I did. Yes, I I did feel really vulnerable right in the very beginning, right when I was very newly diagnosed. And it's funny because there were a lot of parallels with. Uh, what I felt, what I went through emotionally and mentally when I was pregnant and when I was a first, first was a new mom. There were a lot of parallels to being diagnosed with cancer and then going through like the chemotherapy journey. I, it's not something that I've really like explored through my content and I do plan to. And so this is kind of the first time really uttering these words out loud. The way that I felt going through chemo um, physically was really reminiscent of how I felt being pregnant, like no joke from the cravings to the, for me, mild nausea to the like extreme fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was really bizarre and it, it sort of felt like I was like rebirthing myself. It's very strange. <laughs> like when you're pregnant, you, you are facing all these symptoms, but 
you know that at the end of the road, you have your baby, um, you know, and, and life will, will forever be changed and you'll, you're becoming, you're becoming as much as you're gestating. And I felt like I was gestating and and that I would become, you know, I didn't know what it was going to look like on the other side, but, um, it was vulnerable at first when it was new. And then, um, once I embraced the journey, which I think you have to do, Mm -hmm. um, once I embraced the journey that, and stopped resisting, uh, that this was happening, um, and stopped resisting the fear. I just sort of embraced you know, that everything would be okay. Kind of the same thing, no matter the outcome, it it would be okay and life moves on. Um, once I did, then I sort of settled into hope. And that's sort of my MO now at this point. Hmm. There's always hope. That's beautiful. And how does an experience like this shape you in terms of raising your own children? Is it, is it different now? Does it bring a different perspective to light? You're so sweet. These are good questions. <laughs> they are. Um, it absolutely. Okay. So when I very first was diagnosed and very first going through chemo, you know, when I started losing hair is when it really, really um, hit me that like, my God, there is nothing in the world other than love. And if you are not feeling love, it is like a, like a, how to put it, like a, you know, when you kink a hose, you Mm. pin, you're pinching it off. You're pinching off the, the love, you know, it's like a free flowing thing. Like there's nothing but love for my children, um, for my husband, for like this experience of life. What is life other than a, a string of experiences, you know, um, over time for me, this is part of my story. This is part of the journey. And so when I, finally did start to embrace that. I was looking around going, my God, these kids are cute. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even they're fighting with each other. That is so cute. They're learning. They're learning when they're fighting. God, that's cute. Um, And my husband seems sweeter, you know, and nothing was different about them or their behavior. I was different. I was seeing things with a fresh pair of eyes. Um, And I, I am healthy now. I'm cancer free and have been for I say like 15 months now. Um, And my, (laughs) my kids, I still tap back into that feeling of my God, they're just, they're just so cute. And they're just love. And they're just learning. And when I inevitably get annoyed, when I inevitably have a mom day uh, of where just everything is happening all at once, and oh my God, and I'm overstimulated, and everything's too loud, and ah, and I feel on edge. Um, it's a little easier now for me to take a deep breath and give to myself and pause for myself. It's something that I had to do so often going through chemotherapy, reset for myself. It's so much easier to do that so that I can then refocus on them. Once you face more t- your mortality, you know, it just kind of puts everything into perspective. It's a little bit easier to take a deep breath and go, okay, that it is how it, it is what it is. And just sort of, uh, where can I, what can I do from here? Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. There's <laughs> a, there's a video circulating and 
I don't know or think it's exactly the same thing because as you mentioned, you were facing mortality. And I think, you know, you realize what's important and what's not. But basically it says, you know, when you're getting really frustrated with your kids, think that you're 80 years old, you're on your deathbed and you've been sent back for one day to play with them at this age when they're a baby and how sweet and precious and perfect that would be. Oh, I mean, isn't that the truth? Isn't that, isn't that everything? You know, what else is there like at the end of life? And really, that's what it was, is I was facing, you know, potentially the end of life, or at least, uh, or at least I was afraid that that's what I was facing. And really, it does put it into perspective, because there is nothing else. What else is there in life, you know, other than your relationships? Yeah. Congratulations on being cancer free. Thank you. So happy for you. You've built up this mom content with your skits, with your personality, and here they are rallying behind you. I just love it. So what's what's the future of, of Shauna the mom? What can we continue to uh, expect from you? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, definitely more skits. The skits are never going to go away. Going through cancer, I it's been another identity shift, the same way that uh, my identity shifted when I became a mom. And, um, and so now, you know, I'm, I am, that is going to start lending itself to my content. Um, I'm not, I don't feel like I've, I've quite got a handle on the entirety of the shift, but I do know that, you know, you live this one life, YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and so why not, why not go after everything that you've ever wanted? Um, why not? make it happen. Uh, so more, more to come. Uh, I plan to write a book about, um, you know, early motherhood experiences. I think maybe I'm interested in writing about this cancer stuff too. Um, and then we'll see, we'll see. I would love to put this kind of content, this kind of, uh, honest, funny stuff, um, into like a long form platform or even like a like an episodic show um because i think that nothing i've ever seen before does motherhood justice no movies no tv nothing i've ever seen before really gets it right and so i think it's time that we shift that into like the for the entire zeitgeist you're here we'll be watching and following along with pleasure Haley, thank you so much for having me on Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please download, subscribe, follow, and share. Until next time.